0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, and uh, we are brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, kitchen-serving hot, fresh food, and Moan, we also are open for business here, Mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, (laughs) we're obviously going to talk about David DiCastro being technically released. Okay, yeah. so let's straighten that out first, Moan, the the release component. It's not like they just said, you know what, this guy stinks. We're getting rid of him.
1: No, 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 no. That's a process. And maybe we've been hearing Pittsburgh media, you, DK Pittsburgh Sports, along with social media rumblings that, hey, the cash something's going on. And nobody really knew it, but he's released right now. He's still got to clear waivers, and then he'll be free to sign anywhere. I think if you pick him up right now, you have to absorb his uh, contract which from my understanding of knowing stuff some, uh, nobody won't. But I, I'll say this, I think, and I've kind of alluded to it earlier, he may want a pay increase too. So I, I know DeCasio is not a, a greedy, greedy person, but everybody wants to pay for the services and goods too. You know that to be fact as a businessman that you are. So I'm not sure what's going to happen if he wants to just be somewhere else or not. But, yeah, if they they take him on now, uh, then they absorb his his contract.
0: Well, let's rewind here a little bit because we have been talking about Dave not for a couple of weeks. We've been talking about him here for months, mm-hmm. and it, it came up here, oh boy, not long after the season yeah, that maybe the Steelers should just move on uh, <laughs> from Dave based on some stuff that you had heard, uh, based on whether it's injuries, performance, yeah. some combination of both, and that can be a muddy line in football. Yeah, um, you know, you can't exactly be like stunned that it that it came to this because you didn't you didn't know Ramon, you didn't yeah. know if he I wanted didn't. to play. I I didn't know. My thing is, we can read rooms. I've
1: been inside that room inside that building too. So it's not a fact that I don't think he didn't want to play or anything like that. Dave's a competitor, uh, but Dave's also a complex person, too. Dave can take this as his exit to say, OK, I walk away, I will retire, which is perfectly fine. But we've had that conversation, too, that that room dynamic post-pouncy retiring is different, was different. You even spoke about some of it, and we've seen people, the youthfulness of it. Can phase you out quicker than your play can, as in in the sense of um, you don't fit what in. Comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't fit in. So when Pouncey retired, if you remember, I told you and I said it on DK Pittsburgh Sports Online was this: if they're smart, they trade Dave. And that wasn't disrespectful. It's just that that's the business of it. That room isn't familiar with how Dave is. He lost his buddy, Alejandro, to mm-hmm. one free agency. But that's his drive to work everyday buddy. They go pick mm-hmm. each other right. up and they sweep right. weeks. So imagine if you have a system of doing that or you have me or you have Marquis. So you have a he was cool with, with Matt Fowler, Like you're you're done. You lose that. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it was. We wasn't saying anything disrespectful about Dave or his play. It's just in the business world, you got to make a move. And now the Steelers get eight and a half million back. I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But you would have loved to have gotten something else off the. uh, As far as in the trade, as far as nothing right now.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's one way of looking at it, and the other one, Ramon, is the one that I'm sure that most Steelers fans have top of mind, other than respect for Dave and what he's done here, it's, uh now what? <laughs> I know. <I'm laughs> because Dave was the only thing the Steelers had that oh. was close to a sure thing on that offensive line. And, Moan, me and you have been making fun of uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland and these other teams for not having offensive lines and not taking them seriously and everything else. And now here come the Steelers into this big season. We know with Ben Roethlisberger's yeah. back at age 39 and Najee Harris and new blocking scheme and the most experienced <laughs> offensive lineman is he, the. It's true. It's true It's to be Yeah. Uh, I'll say
1: this uh, about the dynamic of the room. As athletic as Chooks is, I like him. I think he can do the job. If he continues what he did last year, fine. If Zach can get healthy, I like Zach at right, fine. Uh, The the middle (laughs) middle three, if BJ's a starter, cool. If he's a guard, maybe better. I like the young guy at center from Indiana. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Green. yeah, mm-hmm. Kendrick Green. We've seen Trey Turner come in for a trial too. There's still some free agent guards out there. I saw somebody bring up who was it? Moses Malone, I think, uh from Washington the Tackle. I don't think he's a tackle. I don't think he's a guard, he's a tackle. Um moves have got to be made. The one thing I will say is Pittsburgh has always found a way to develop. Right now that room is super young and I I don't really worry about Ben, but this is new. Way newer than what it was when we got in. When I got there, I was still with older veteran guys. Willie, Trey, Max, sure. Chris Kimuatu. Then Marquise came in. It was still mm-hmm. Marquise, me, Willie, Max, uh, Jonathan, Scott, Flozell. Like, we had vets to transition over before the exodus of Chris Kimuatu, Willie Cologne, Max
0: Starks. And even we- then, that was also part of the Allen Fanica pass yeah. on. And there was a – this is like a, just a – this is a
1: hard God. turn. Yeah. This is a this is a a, a U-turn on I 10 in California. Like, <laughs> or what is it? I5. Like this is 376, like over one of the bridges. Like, let's let's turn the other way. Like, no, nah, we can't do that. Um, uh. it's for me. <laughs> I can't lie, it's been a whirlwind. Here I am, man. <laughs> I get my severance check today, DK. It was delivered today from the league. That is the z- yeah, cut off, Ramon. You're done in this league. And then one of my best buddies, Dave, is done in Pittsburgh. Like I'm like, this is a
0: this is a, this is a, a well, different day. Before because, we before we take our first break, Moan what what happened? What happened with Dave? With Dave? Yeah, what happened?
1: Dave is uh, good. He needs a challenge. I, I'll say this, and there's no disrespect to any coach, but Munch was stupendous.
0: Mike Conley now in Denver, amazing,
1: yeah. amazing, and that's why I said two of you go back to our episodes earlier this year when Pounce retired. I said send Dave to Denver. Yes. Dave needs to be engaged. Dave needs somebody to agitate him like Alejandro does. Dave needs somebody that's gonna like stimulate him to get him not get him going. Poke the but bear. It's the- Poke the bear. This yep. Al always got a, a, a crazy topic to talk to with Dave. It's yep. us just finding a way to rag on somebody and engage, bring Dave in. Munch was the way he's the last push guy. He's the, hey, go do your job, pal. You know, push you in the back real quick. It, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. challenge of doing something else, you know, outside of playing the game of football, too. And that's where, uh, that's where I feel like that may have been like, man, what more am I here to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, not that he wouldn't do the job and be well at it if he's healthy, but it's sometimes you go to a job because it's either fun for you, it's a challenge for you, you like that type of grind. You know, it's, and I think Dave and the still is probably run his course almost as far as the turnover, as far as what he needs to function. Like, can you imagine Dave in camp? No. And you, you and imagine, I have been Dave? talking
0: about that for weeks now. I'm trying to picture Dave in a in a setting where Zach Banner's barking at everybody in drills, and I'm yeah, saying no. that with love for Banner, but it's just I could just picture Dave just going, "What? <laughs> what am I like, doing here?" It's,
1: it's um with me, I, and I say it again, and they believed in us. The Pittsburgh Steelers believed in us, what we built. I know for a fact Ben hates it to this day. I know for a fact Coach Tomlin hates it to this day. I've had Kev personally talk to me in retirement and say, Mom, I wish I could have got you guys a ring. Ben called me on my retirement and said, I wish I could have got you guys a ring. And I say that because they believed in that group, that five, that six, including the other guys that come along. Yeah, yeah. They believed in us. So, because of that belief and because of that chase of what we had, they let us stay around for a while. You know, yeah. and because of that, we find ourselves in this situation where it's me and then it's Marquise, and then it's Al, and then it's Dave and Gil. Yeah, it's no yeah. other fault than again. Distillers truly are a family-oriented business, but this time, family, um family broke up quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. When we come back. Let's talk about what Najee Harris can do for whoever it is that makes up this offensive line. Yes. If I've heard this once, Ramon, I've heard it a million times, that well, Najee Harris is going to be as good as his offensive line allows him to be and, and, and everything else here. I have also seen and heard the reverse from you and others who have mm-hmm. manned an offensive line in the National Football League where they can feed Mm -hmm. and become emboldened and become better offensive linemen based on the performance of their running back and the communication. Take me through that, please, because it's not just about uh, whether or not the running back is really, really good. I mean, Barry Sanders made all of his offensive linemen look good because he made everybody miss, right? Yeah. But I'm thinking in particular when you guys had that dynamic with Le'Veon Bell uh, and D'Angelo Williams, and the, what the imp- the impact that had on you guys mm-hmm. as an O line.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it it goes a long way, man. Like you say, you can block your behind off, but if the running back doesn't know how to hit the hole or at least be able to get to the point to where he can get to the second level, it's terrible. Like you can move bodies all along. I I block for guys who we move them four yards off the line of scrimmage as a unit, and you get two yards. That's not okay you got to be able to move the ball, okay? It's not, and that's what Najee, from what we've seen on his college tape, I know it's not much we got out of OTAs, but the, the thing that you're getting from him is somebody that's a threat, somebody that with him can hit you in the hole and still get three yards moving forward, somebody that if you get him a lane and you pull to the edge, he can break out. Also, the other aspect of having a running back the way he is is being able to run the screen game. If his hands are soft enough, and you can run a screen, and he can navigate down the field the way we've seen him do in college, that's the beauty to be had. I'll say this. The thing that we had with Le'Veon was this. We were strong enough up front to where we can at least stop the charge so that he can run the way he wanted to. What do you After mean? The, like, we can move, guys. We we blocked a certain way to where it was one, two, go. Everybody lock in. Keep the line of scrimmage the same and create time for Le'Veon. His beauty of, of the way he was as running back was – being patient enough and not nervous about not going forward. Hmm. Once he decided to go forward as a running back, that's when he became more dynamic. I don't know why he chose that style or what it is about him being able to do that. I've seen other running backs attempt to do it and couldn't succeed at it. But his nerves were good enough to where he was able to put his hand in the back of your back, wait a second, and then go. Also, the other part of Le'Veon is this. Sometimes – him being able to uh, be patient enough to where he can break a linebacker down, that was his dynamic aspect of being a running back. What I see from Najee is straight ahead. No nonsense getting to the gap. And the way I think they're trying to run this offense with full zone reads and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. Najee, in my experience of seeing him against my Tennessee Vols, he knows how to put the foot in the ground and get vertical. That is the beauty of it. Um, with this offensive line being so young and inexperienced to a sense, that's going to be needed. His athletic ability, his skill set that he's hoping to bring to the NFL is how you make an offensive line look better. And I'm not saying they're not good or they're not going to be, but look at what Saquon did in New York, and that wasn't a great offensive line. No,
0: it wasn't. No, yeah, with like, with not much experience. I no. Mean, yeah. You you know, so that's that's a good running back making a uh offensive line look good, right? And, but it, I'm asking about you're 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 talking about looking good, and I'm talking about making them actually better. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? Oh, oh like in, in that world, DK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It builds confidence. That's in, in what I'm talking sense, about.
1: Yeah, in the same we walk into the stadium with Ben, like, oh, we got him. Like what what Najee does, and, and all it's going to take is one game to reassure those guys. The same way we felt about James Connor, like we weren't sure about Connor in that Browns game completely. Like, okay, we'll, we'll get him there. You're but talking about
0: see. you're talking about the opener the year the after open. Lev left, and everybody was doubting whether or not James <laughs> could could replace him and everything else here, and. And all James did and all you guys did, that wasn't just James, that was you guys too. Don't be modest about this, is is you just wrecked those guys. Yes, to a tie. <laughs> okay, but the tie wasn't on you, but yeah, yeah. all right, but yes, okay. it, was, it was a tie uh, in, in Cleveland, which still bothers you, but that actually, that game, as an aside here, was a personal victory for you because... He
1: the hyperextending my knee.
0: Yes, in camp, and in and to camp. just to be back there and playing. But setting that aside, the the the, the game in Cleveland. These, you know, you yeah. you it set the tone for your whole it season. It, it really, really did, did. Running wise, it did. It set the tone, and so having so say
1: what you want to about the running back position. When you got a good one, you stick with them, and you you live in that world. That's why people are so uh, disappointed in Zeke right now. Because they thought they had the guy back there. And then you have a down year. You're questioning, like, well, is it us? Like, no, it might be the running back. So having a guy that you expect to do great things, you walk to the line of scrimmage and you say, look, we're getting at least three or four yards every carry that he's back there. And it changed your mentality on, like, being successful. Like, the the, the point of playing offensive line is not cracking. And that's the part in which the running back helps reassures you that. If you have somebody that's running into the back or or, or taking uh, negative yards as opposed to hitting the gap and going, I'm telling you, it's like an adrenaline rush whenever it goes. You see them getting excited, talking about it. It's really an adrenaline rush. Case in point, Connor, when we finally saw Liv young take those snaps, and even if we can even go to D-Will, like when D-Will stepped into games, like, oh, he don't BS. Oh, let's go. Like that was the mentality is like, Oh, let's go. We don't care. Like if Le'Veon's a little dinged up, D. Will got the job. We're fine. Like that's the mentality of, of that. It was like, let's cool. Another situation.
0: Jalen Samuels, when we beat the Patriots. Oh, you want to talk about the game of a lifetime. You, you think about that. Jalen. 100 plus all-purpose yards. on most he, of those carries, Mo, Yeah. He was untouched. It was flag football. Now, (laughs) in fairness, the Patriots were horrendous at defending the run. There are two teams out there. Yeah, it it was,
1: but even still, I still think Jalen should be given another opportunity because of what he did then. And Connor got his reps, and he's kind of gone to the back burner, but there's a lot of talent in that kid that needs to be exposed, and I think that game right there, that confidence, like we tried it again, and I think that the cat was out the bag when it comes down to like stopping that Wildcat scheme and stuff, but given the right opportunity, running backs give you a boost of confidence, man, that for the guys up front, when you can control the game and you got a competent back that can at least get you five or even break, you know, 50 yards,
0: there's nothing better. Well, before we close this subject, I want to be that guy and look at the flip side of this. Let's say that this team goes to Buffalo. Yeah. uh, Okay. (laughs) And, you know, Buffalo's got a front seven. And let's say that Buffalo and and the Bills coaching staff just says, listen, uh, we're going to follow the same blueprint everybody else did for the final six games of last season. We're bringing everybody up front. I don't. Whatever happens to me, uh, I I'm not letting 22 beat me. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I I want to see the 39 year old quarterback throw downfield, which he didn't want to do last <laughs> season. And let's say that the running back, let's say that the running game does not get going. What's the inverse impact on that? Because you've also been part of those too on occasion. Yeah, I'll say this: if you're smart, you continue to to stick
1: to the run some. And, and, and you know, a a successful running game ain't necessarily 5, 10 yards a pop. It's being efficient. If it's second and one, getting the first down, that'll break a defense down right there. If it's third and four, and you just so happen to run a draw, getting the first down there. And and that might be a game of 20 attempts for 64 yards. Mm -hmm. But where were we in the books on down and distance?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's where the confidence comes from.
1: That's where the running game still has to be a part of. If I expect you to drop back and try to throw out, I'm going to play that all day long. Mm-hmm. But if you smash me in the face with a second and one or a second and two for first down, that's where you stick to the game. Stats is, is circumstantial sometimes when it's like, all right, what's a, success, a successful run game? Short yardage game, winning that, getting one second and and, and eighth on, on the ground – like I said, 20 carries for 64 yards ain't a bad day if you're good on situational football.
0: That makes that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's gonna be fascinating, Ramon. this this but, season. So I much think that's what
1: Najee kind of adds though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's gonna be a welcome addition in that in that case. In that case. Yeah. When we come back, a slice of life with Ramon. <laughs> welcome back. It's time for a slice of life with Ramon. And a pretty big slice of Ramon's yeah. life was spent on the campus. St. Vincent College in La Trobe, the NFL announcing this week that the Steelers will not be permitted uh, to to partake up there in Westmoreland County as they have for many, many, many years because of COVID restrictions, regulations. Other teams were approved without getting into all the should they have, shouldn't they have, Ramon. What's lost? What what, what gets lost to the players? Because we've seen already that they have kind of mixed feelings on this.
1: Yeah, I've seen some guys post on the post that the Steelers released through Burt Low that they were like, yay. Some of was like, no, I'm one of the ones that's like, wow. Like, I can't believe this. is As close to returning to normal as we, we thought, I thought Latrobe would be part of. I honestly thought about coming up for camp. Why? Because I wanted to see it from your perspective. I wanted mm-hmm. to see it from a fan's perspective. Like, what does it look like? Going to Latrobe to me, going through the gates to get through – Showing the lady your ID to get through the security check. She's smiling, get the green light go through. Like it was, it's refreshing to me. Um, I have my producer here, Jonathan Schaefer, who's a Steelers fan, owner Titans radio station, by the way, here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Just like, what do you? He's asking me, what do you think? I'm like, Latrobe is pure football. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and there's there's a lot of different reasons. Like, you get a chance to get away for a second to just focus on the game. You get a chance to get in a routine of seeing certain stuff to where I know it's got to, like, take Coach T off a little bit because I'd say time and time again, he's one of those football peers where whenever you go away to Latrobe and you stay in the Rooney Hall, it's all about the game, even from the small meeting rooms to – Going to the cafeteria, to seeing all the monks and the brothers there, at the St. Vincent Tower—like, there's a lot that goes into it. You get the chance to walk the steps that all of the legends did. Like, I believe in that type of stuff. I liked it. It was dreadful to go through, but that's a part of history to me that says, like, you were a part of this. You're built there. It's legends. almost like...
0: Oh, you, you're talking you, about legends. legends. That's what it, I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's not just that they're. It's not just that they stepped there. It's that they're still there in some cases. Yes. Uh, mean Joe Green, only the greatest of all Steelers.
1: Dan, Mean Joe. Period. That's.
0: Yeah, I mean they're there. Uh, you you can see them. You can walk up to them. It's still a little scary. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they're there. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you you know, you know, this is you're 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 living and breathing mm-hmm. the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I see Ambassador
1: Dan's last flyover over the practice field. And you remember that last fly it wasn't his last like year, but mm-hmm. it was the last time he was allowed to fly his plane over the practice fields. Yep. It was a prop plane. And you knew it because he was the only one allowed to fly over the fields like that. <laughs> and when you see him, and he's a joke. From what people didn't know, Ambassador Rooney was, was, was a joke. So he's a lighthearted guy for the mm-hmm. most part. And so the, his last flyover flew over diagonally. And then he circled back again the other way. like, it was, that's Latrobe. You can't yeah. do that in the city. No. So you get a chance to go back to the base, basics when it's like, what are we here for, man? That's the question you can ask yourself. You're here because there are so many people that did the same thing that you did. You're there because you got a a, a jagged product in the team, 90 guys, coaches, staff, media, fans. And you break that down day by day.
0: We've mentioned the, the young component to the team, but especially the offensive line. And one thing that you've been really canned about. Is that there's a huge difference between being in Latrobe and being on the south side of Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay. Which is for anybody who is not familiar with our city, is like 21 blocks of bars. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe yeah. Street, Okay. country. Um, okay. And a lot of the problems that any younger players have gotten into over the years, almost all of them not blaming the south side, no. but the south side is right there handing it right to you. Yeah. And I just I I saw a potential benefit to this group uh, mm-hmm. being in Latrobe because the this stories year. that I've heard, yeah, the stories that I've heard. Uh, you know, Troy Palomalu once told the story of just sitting somewhere at night, yeah, in, in Saint Vincent at night. You're not at home. Mm-hmm. You don't go home. You're no. on campus. You're, you're a in dorm a dorm. Room. Yes. Yeah. And, and Troy talked about some of the, the the meetings that he and Ryan Clark and other guys would have on uh, stoop. with kids. Hey, uh, this kid, this is how it is, man. This is how it is to be a Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steeler. There's value in that. And another part of it, though,
1: is like you said, Latrobe, get, like I said, you get the, the jagged edge of all things football there. You get the rookies who are going to be mind-blown by the fans that show up by the thousands. For a practice. For an open practice. You get an opportunity that they're going to miss to familiarize themselves with what Stiller Nation is. All rookies for sure have to walk up that hill through those ropes. And in that, you get a time to build your brand, which a lot of guys are huge on. Signing autographs 30-plus minutes after walking up that hill after you're already tired, carrying vets' uh, shoulder pads up that hill. Like you get an opportunity <laughs> to be in that essence of what – a lot of people don't get a chance to go into Hinesville. They get a free opportunity to go to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and see the guys that they know and they love.
0: Yes, And I think
1: you feel that love and appreciation when you're there. For me, it's a little bit more, even more personal because I didn't understand what it was as an undrafted guy. So every year I got there, I appreciated that opportunity so much that I even took my boys to spend the night to me. In like, let's say year 9, 10, 11. It get two days probably during camp when it was easing on back and they got a chance to see me go to work. How long it lasted, um, being away from home, what it means to be a pro. And I've seen other guys, kids, uh, Ryan Clark, Ben's, Troy's, Ike's, James Harrison. Like you throw all those names out of there. Their kids got an opportunity to grow up or at least see what camp was, the history of it. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked.
0: Um yeah. um yeah it's 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 going to it's going to be something that that's for yeah. sure it's going to be an adjustment because Latrobe was a lot about uh, and and it's going to be again I don't mean to talk about Latrobe in the past tense I mean the the Steelers even said in Burt's statement yeah we'll we'll see you in 2022 yeah. uh, it's it's about a lot more than the Mike Tomlin 255 pm Practice times. <laughs> That's see, you know exactly. Seven fifty-five right?
1: meeting time.
0: What is that all about? This Y'all, is five minutes before two fifty-five till five p.m. And we would always put five p.m. in big quotation marks because it would go <laughs> as long as he pleased. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: it's uh, it's almost like you can't put it into words. I, I'll just say it's it's only football there. To where during the season. You got football. You got home life. You got driving back and forth. You don't have to drive anywhere. You go right over to the building. You walk down to the practice fields. Like you might go to Sharkies or somewhere for wings, but like
0: Latrobe doesn't offer that many options. I'm not being mean. I mean, it. No, it, it, it notice mean. that every single person cites Sharkies, and there's a reason for it. it, was, it was, yeah. Not like a whole, not a whole lot else there.
1: Yeah, it's uh. That's the reason I'm shocked because. Or, or the reason I was hoping for it is only football in Latrobe.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait another year for that. Moan, I appreciate the time and, no and, and always when we get together. This is this is great. I love it,
1: DK. I do. I enjoy this. By the way, there's a lot of people. Your your reach is growing. Reach? I know that I, as far as social media, people who are tuning in, I'm seeing people from everywhere talk about this. So. I, I like this, DK.
0: It's uh, it's 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 been rewarding to hear stuff, and and I'm telling you, still, my favorite responses that I get from anybody are, Ramon, would you please tell the other guy to shut up? <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't understand us, DK. <laughs> yes, I love it. We'll do it again next week. No doubt, let's do it.